Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Listeners, a very warm welcome to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm speaking to a lady from San Francisco in the, uh, in the United States of America, Dr. Edith. Um, well, if I can give the full title to start with and then I think subsequently we'll refer to the lady as Dr. Edith. But uh, Dr. Edith Ubuntu-Chan, is that uh, correct, Dr. Edith? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Paul. I love what you stand for. I love your mission. I love your vision to essentially live from your heart and make the world a better place and that's the same mission that I have so it's a big honor to have this conversation with you today. Excellent and I know we've got uh, we're going to be diving uh, Dr Edith into your new book Super Wellness Become Your Own Best Healer. Wow what a title do you want to give us an insight into that please? Well you know I um, I've been a holistic medicine doctor for about 15 years and like many of your listeners, I'm sure you've heard that to be healthy, there's a lot more to being healthy than drugs and surgery, obviously. Mm. We think that to be healthy, we need to diet and exercise. But here in San Francisco Bay Area, most of the patients that come to a holistic medicine practice have already been eating quite healthy, organic, they don't eat junk foods, they're not routinely eating at McDonald's or, you know, fast food places. Many of them are regular practitioners of yoga and Pilates and, and still they're struggling with their health. Yeah. And so traditionally, my practice has had kind of two big groups of patients, the elite endurance athletes seeking their highest level of human performance. And then those very tricky mysterious chronic health conditions that Western medicine has deemed incurable. So I've had like two major groups of patients and over and over again, when I work on their diet and exercise programs, I look at those and I can't find big things to change until one day I thought, what if it doesn't have anything to do with their diet and exercise? And then it's almost like too obvious at that point, the floodgate opens, you realize there is so much more to health and well-being than healthy eating and regular exercise. And the floodgates open, I start to really explore. I have an engineering background before I started studying Chinese medicine. And so I started systematizing and, you know, coming up with a whole algorithm of what it takes for a human being to truly thrive. And as I started exploring these things, I started having skyrocketing results. And I realized that chapter one in my book is why eat right and exercise is not the key to your health. And right. it's kind of to catch people a little bit off guard <laughs> and to invite people onto that same journey that I was on, recognizing that there are things like just being in love with life. Mm -hmm. If you do work, that is not meaningful to you. If you really dislike your job, no amount of diet and exercise could undo the stress on your soul. Yeah, absolutely. That living a, out of an alignment life 
you cannot undo that with diet and exercise, right? Mm -hmm. And just time in nature, fresh air, sunshine, sleeping properly in complete darkness. So many things like that. Once you start opening your perspective, it becomes so obvious. It's almost like you have to roll on the floor laughing, realizing that most of the time our society has actually made health far too complicated, far too rigid, far too um, militant, you know, that real health is actually very joyful and very fun. And it's not about rigidity and militant diet and exercise programs at all. It's about falling in love with life again and listening deeply to what feels right for your being on all levels, body, mind, emotions, and soul, you know? So, so Gradually over time, that became a course that I taught to my community. And I noticed that in the course, the results started skyrocketing. In the course, people were experiencing all kinds of, even though the course is just about upgrading your lifestyle, people would come in that had various incurable conditions. And they would shock and surprise them that, that they were healing themselves. Mm. And though the course does not purport to heal anything, it's just a lifestyle upgrade experience. And the community of sharing this lifestyle with other people, this whole other magical world started opening up. And after about 20 times of teaching this class to small groups, everybody said, you have to write a book, Dr. Edith. Please write a book so that I can share this with all of my extended friends and family because it is so incredibly mind-blowing to realize that health and wellness is way more beautiful, soulful, and also simple and fun than anybody ever told us. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'm sold. I'm sold on it. Um, Okay. I just want to come in, uh, Dr. Edith, on one of of your words there, or one of your your phrases around falling in love with life. Is it fair to say, actually, um, maybe, maybe not, Uh, more specifically it's about falling in love with yourself isn't it you know going into that inner world of and realizing and accepting and on that journey of discovery that you've actually got everything we've got everything we need inside we don't need what i call silver trinkets out there these externals because they'll come and go like the weather they'll change yes the constant is is us and i know we kind of um, you know, maybe flirting a little bit with duality there, but we'll, we'll kind of park that. So I just, I, I kind of just put that when you were saying that, Doctor Edith, I just thought, mm, is this about really falling in love with yourself though? And that, you know, and that brings in the self forgiveness, doesn't it? You know, and the healing and and all yes. that. You know, the yes. self gratitude for actually. Do you know what? I'm a human being and I make mistakes and I'm vulnerable and I'm fallible and that's absolutely fine. Yes. You know, we in the in the six week course that I came up with for this material, week number one, we explore several really important things. We explore what does health really mean to you outside of what the world has told you? What do you really want? Right. Um, Everybody wants to be successful, but what does success mean to you? So in health, it's the same thing. Everybody wants to be healthy, but we've been sold a bunch of lies. We've Mm -hmm. been sold that health is the absence of illness, disease, or symptoms. So conventional medicine has been very successful in aligning strategies towards the suppression of symptoms, hasn't it? Yes. Versus 
what if your definition of health is is the ability to listen deeply to your body, to your mind, to your soul, to learn and grow from all the ups and downs of life. Then all of your lifestyle strategies align differently, doesn't it? It aligns to slowing down and listening more deeply, finding the support system to learn and grow from each experience. Instead of running away from the challenges of life, we almost run into it. We get excited when life challenges us because we know there's a growth and learning opportunity there. Yeah, right. definitely. And in the first week, we also explore things like, you know what, if diet and exercise is not the most important key, then what could be more important than diet and exercise? And I ask people to journal, you know, what's really deeply nourishing to you on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level that you're really hungry for? Because if you don't feed yourself those things that you're hungry for, you're going to be hungry for ice cream and cookies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. at the moment I start inviting people to think along those lines and not separate those as some like spiritual woo-woo stuff, that those are intimately connected to your ability to live on a day-to-day -day basis a healthy lifestyle. Then people start thinking, wow, I'm so hungry for friendship right now, I feel lonely. Yeah. So I need to find community. That's their week number one homework. Yeah. I'm so hungry for some nature time. Mm. I'm so hungry for some downtime, white space in my calendar to just chill out and do nothing. So in that first week of my class, I invite people to make that their homework. Mm. And then notice when you give yourself those things that you are really hungry for, as a side effect, the diet and exercise unfolds naturally, right? If you're hungry for community, you might end up doing some volunteer work and you get yourself outside, you move your body, you get some hugs, you get some laughter. Yeah. A lot of things start to unfold yeah. naturally. Yeah. And you're not bored, so you don't eat junk food out of boredom. I mean, you know, to start to allow it to be easy and joyful, and nourishing on all levels. And of course, what nourishes on all levels, my favorite tools are breathwork practice, because yeah. many people struggle with meditation, but everybody loves deep breathing practice. Mm -hmm. And for me, I struggled with meditation myself for many years until I discovered Chinese Qigong, which involves a lot of breathwork practice. But simple deep breathing practice, I coach my clients in deep breathing practice, and instantly they feel they've oxygenated themselves, they've cleansed their blood because 70% of your body's detoxification happens through the exhalation. And it turns out that most adult modern humans only breathe about 30% of their lung capacity. So wow. it's quite easy to start breathing closer to 100% and you feel amazing so quickly. Yeah. And then gratitude practice, as you just mentioned, all this research shows gratitude practice in all its forms is one of the most easy, consistently reliable ways to bring up your happiness level, your contentment with life, and also things like lowering blood pressure, you know, helping people heal from colds and flus faster, increasing productivity, 
decreasing sick days off from work, increasing your rate of healing from surgeries, and increasing your ability to communicate as teams, collaboration, creativity, innovation, inspiration, like on all levels, body, mind, emotions, and soul, all of that is supported and healed and nourished by a simple gratitude practice. Yeah. It's just that it shifts our entire we become a different person essentially when we practice gratitude on a regular basis you know and it's almost so so easy so obvious we think oh it's too good to be true so we don't do it and we don't actually receive the benefits but the point of my book is to invite people to realize that yeah life is beautiful life being healthy doesn't have to be so expensive and complicated breathing is free gratitude practice is free and it turns out the research shows that it is as powerful sometimes even more powerful than some of the most expensive drugs and procedures out there so we need to start stop taking these things for granted as a society what's what's coming through to me loud and clear and i love your your energy by the way it's it's inspirational um but what's coming through to me loud and clear dr edith is this this need and i think need is the right word for radical change within the world because this whole way that we've lived you know in in the past and i use that as a massive sort of generalization statement but you know i i have a i have a a sort of thought process around people individual people they're not broken they don't need fixing but collectively i think as a world the world is broken and the world does need fixing and so when i hear this kind of you know, for me, I mean, I, I absolutely, you know, I'm into this stuff massively because I know and, I, and I'd like to share with you, if I may, a little bit of my story, because I think it's going to add massive significance to, you know, th- this this podcast episode. Um, but this whole different way of being, Dr. Edith, you know, the, the world is crying out for change um, yes. because there's so much darkness, so much despair, um, so much desperation um, that the people just, you know, and, and as you absolutely 100%, you're right. It's the simple things. They're already there. You know, we started at the top of this conversation saying, look within. The answers are there. But, you know, you coined a very good phrase there for me. Oh, it's too good to be true. It, it's not that simple. If, if it's that simple, it won't work. It's, you know, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um the book opens, Dr. Eath, does it not? Chapter one with um, with, a, with a very provocative statement. Why eat right and exercise is not the key. I mean, I know you've kind of, uh, you've touched on that in, in, you know, in what you've said so far. Uh, quite an attention grabber. Was that deliberate or was that, you know, actually, folks, that is the way it is. Well, you know, that is what grabbed my attention to realize that my education, I have two different graduate degree in holistic medicine and everything I ever learned or read, you know, I studied many different systems of nutrition. And I realized that, wow, I was not getting great results with my patients focused on diet and exercise, mm. that we think that the lifestyle piece is all about diet and exercise. And when I started working on these other pieces, like breath work, sunshine, sleep, hydration, not yeah. just what kind, what, not just how much water to drink, but what kind of water to drink and how does water work, how to get water to optimally function in our body. Um, 
physical contact with nature as in like barefoot on bare earth has been found to have lots of negative ions that decrease inflammation, balance your nervous system and on and on. All these things that are outside of diet and exercise were getting me even better results than any amount of diet and exercise ever got me. And so that became my big aha moment. I just wanted to invite the readers on the same journey of you know, all this kind of mind-blowing new, new paradigms of thinking about health. And um, that was what opened the journey for myself. So I wanted to open the book with that. And I was able to find this really interesting study from the UK in 2016, where they took groups of women, you know, I wish they would do more studies that are more multifactorial like that. Mm. In scientific studies, oftentimes they just, everything is black and white, and they just take big groups of people and just study one single factor. And mm. yes, I understand why in the scientific method, we have to distill it down like that. But real life is not like that. Real mm. life is a synergistic interrelationship, a yeah. dynamic situation between many different factors, right? Yeah. And so if we want the information from science to be applicable to real life, we have to start understanding how these things synergize together. So I was thrilled to find one little study in the UK in 2016 where they took two groups of women and they asked them to eat either a very inflammatory diet or an anti-inflammatory diet that in previous studies showed that if they ate the inflammatory diet, their blood markers of inflammation would go up. If they ate the anti-inflammatory diet, the blood markers would go down. And then they surveyed these, it was all women, they surveyed them about their stress levels. What do you think they found? That uh, the inflammatory ones were, there was a, almost a correlation, but they, they increased the stress levels and the, uh, the inflammatory diet went hand in hand. Almost. They found that for those who reported high stress levels, mm. it didn't matter what they ate. Right, Their blood okay. markers of inflammation was already high. They could eat the healthy diet or the unhealthy diet. It pretty much didn't matter. Wow. But for the ones that reported low levels of stress, then if they ate the unhealthy diet, it increased their inflammation. If they ate the healthier diet, then it did help decrease their inflammation. So this is just one study, but I love that the study exists. That really tells us that maybe nutrition is secondary to stress. And what does stress even mean? That's a huge topic, right? What level of physical stress, emotional stress, mental stress, spiritual stress. So it could yeah. be that those things, managing your life in such a way that you reduce stresses on all those levels could be even more important than healthy diet, according to the study. So it's really something for, for all of our listeners to start thinking about, like, what are those, I call them low hanging fruits mm. that are so massive in your life that we need to start giving ourselves permission to take care of first before things like diet and exercise. Yeah. But, if you're yeah. in a very unhappy, toxic relationship, you know, that's not an easy thing to change, but it's a critically important thing to change for your health and your well-being. If you're in a career that doesn't feed your soul, we need to give ourselves a deadline. Six months from now, you need to find a better job. Yeah. Right? Like that, that because that is taking a toll on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. It is stressing your system in an unhealthy way that, that will 
really take a toll on your health that in my opinion in my professional experience of 15 years thousands of clients i find that no amount of diet and exercise can undo those kinds of stresses at this point uh, dr edith i'd like to um i'd like to share if i may um my my journey which i think has got a very strong relevance to exactly what you're talking about and um, my upbringing as a child was very violent. Um, there was mental cruelty, there was abuse. Um, it was horrific. And also um, at the hands of my stepfather, the treatment of my mother as well. And I grew up with this and I grew up with this kind of certain mindset and a certain way of, of being, which was based on raw survival. Um, and that culminated in an attempted suicide when I was barely 14 years of age. And also, um, yeah, I won't call it, um, I won't label myself with uh, as an alcoholic, but that was certainly a label that was stuck on me um, in those early years because I, can be, I became drink dependent. I actually yes. became behavior dependent um, the more I've been on the journey and realized, you know, the you know, the, these labels that we pick up that society puts on. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, I was born in the very early 60s. So I'm going back to a generation where children should be seen and not heard. And, you know, don't cry and big boys don't cry. And if you cry, I'll give you something to cry for and all this kind of yes. rubbish, if you like. Um, yes. So I grew up with all this and, and that created at a very early stage in my formative years, my mindset. And so I carried that through. And whenever, you know, my, my own father, my own biological father was also a violent man. That's why my mother left him when I was little um, and, and a very a heavy drinker. Um, and then my stepfather, you know, he, he continued the same. So, you know, in terms of my health, and I love what, what you've mentioned there, Dr. Edith, what I call SEMP, um, which is the spiritual, emotional, the mental and the physical. Now, I'm interested to get your sort of medical take on this because I was told years ago, um, just not long after I was going into sort of adulthood and I was drinking heavily and I was involved in a lot of violence because that was my that was my, my MO. That's what I'd been taught. That's what that was life. You know, get in first, win at all costs mm -hmm. and all that that sort of um, ridiculous, crazy stuff. And um, it was actually. Um, a very very sort of high level man of the cloth that said to me one day and he said i've been watching you paul and from a distance and he said uh, what do you think is the greatest strength in this world and of course at that age you know i'm a young sort of man and i'm full of aggression and anger and 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 all this frustration and whatever and i said to have this good physical body and he said no no it's not that's the bottom of the pile the physical stuff is the bottom of the pile. And so what he introduced me to, and I remembered it as SEMP, uh, uh, you know, and he kind of worked down this hierarchy, which at the time, Dr. Edith, meant absolutely nothing to me. But it's funny how I've not forgot it. And so what, I, what I've created in my mind over the years is this SEMP where the spiritual is at the top. And he said that is by far the most powerful thing you will ever encounter in your mm. life, whatever your beliefs are. Um, and he actually said to me, whether you're religious or not, which I didn't quite get at the time, but obviously I now do understand. And then he said, working down the pyramid is the E for the emotional side. The M is the mental and at the bottom or the foundation is the physical. Now, what 
I've never forgot that, as I've said, but what I've learned to do over the years is align that with my own model uh, based on my own experience, which, you know, um, I've got to kind of where I've got in my life by experiential learning, certainly in the first half of my life. In latter half, I've been sort of influenced by mentors and, and you know, people that, um, you know, have guided me to a better place. But I've developed a, a model that runs parallel to that called HOW. And that's an acronym for health, others, which is relationships, and wealth. And at the top of that pile is health. Because it's funny that even in my darkest days of drinking and sleeping on park benches and just giving up and sabotaging because of this lack of self-love, lack of self my inner work was shattered. I always mm -hmm. valued my health. And that sounds very contradictory because... Hang on, Paul, you're telling us on the one minute you're on a park bench with a bottle of sherry day after day after day, but you're telling us then that how critical your health was. And what I'd like, and I couldn't actually understand it, but what I used to do, Dr. Edith, is I would have like six months on the drink and six months off it. And I would go, and I call it my black and white phase, and it lasted for decades. But whatever I did, I had to do it to excess, which I now understood, you know, the meaning for... Uh, for significance um, in my life. Um, sorry for this. So there was sorry a, for the sounds. My boy is is playing with the phone. Yeah. So there was all this stuff. So so to bring this to a head, this this how part of my model to tie in with the spiritual element. In in simple terms, look inside. As I've said three or four times now, the answers in there. So what you're saying for me when I you know did my research and read read some of the notes, it's like well. Yeah, this stuff is, you know, and I get why people, it's too simple, but it really is simple. It really it's is simple, simple. But it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. I will emphasize that because our world has been structured around a paradigm that is backwards and upside down. Yeah. And so this really requires a complete mind shift for us to recognize, to take back our power to recognize that there's no easy path, but it's very simple and direct to go deeply within yourself, to become a student of life again, yeah. to know that, hey, for whatever reason, you're still here with a physical body on planet Earth. That yeah. means there's still work to do. There are still lessons to be learned. And I've had um, my share of, of challenges in life as well and um, dealing with mental illness and abuses in the family as well. So, um, I, I feel what you're saying and I, I feel what what a journey it is. But I don't know if you'd agree. If you look back, I certainly wouldn't give up. I, w I wouldn't exchange any of these trials and tribulations because it made me and all the listeners listening to this conversation, I'm sure you can relate to that all those big, we can call them traumas. When we heal from those things, it really creates who we are on a deep level. We become so much, we have so much more depth as human beings, so much more compassion. And in your case, Paul, it's very obvious. It made you turn your mission into something that is all about taking that pain and turning at that into purpose, into service, into love, into charitable work, into uplifting others around you so that they can shortcut that painful cycle of learning you know absolutely um, so there i think if we still have bodies there's a reason that we're still here to continue to learn and grow and i'm so grateful that people like you paul exist that that have devoted their life to supporting others in 
that journey of learning and growth because that's what the whole point of life is. Absolutely. But to back on some of what you said about, you know, quantum physics talks about the fact that 99.99 plus percent of physical matter, what we call physical matter, is actually empty space. Yeah. So what is the organizing principle of physical matter, including our bodies? When we're alive, our spirit is the animating factor that keeps our bodies working, right? Because after we pass on, it's the same physical chemistry that is sitting there, but there's no spirit in there that's animating it. And we call that death, Mm. you know? And so, so much, so much of what our world tells us about health is the less than 1%. Actually, you know, our consciousness, our spirit, our attitude, our emotions, our mindset, all these things are so much more powerful than things that we do on a physical level. And it's not that the things we do on a physical level don't matter. It's that actually most of the time I find that those are natural unfoldments, natural side effects of something much deeper, more soulful and more profound, like our spiritual alignment, our mindset, our ability to work with our emotions. Those things are all, when we get a handle on those things, they create ripple effects into the physical body. Now, the thing is that the physical body is also a very elegant and interesting biocomputer that if you're fully in your body listening deeply, your body will tell you information. For example, you know, I'll take the example of an athlete, right? An athlete who injures, let's say I've worked with many elite endurance athletes, like triathletes, Ironman athletes, and um, let's say they injure a hamstring. The first time it becomes a very serious injury before they listen to it. But if they're good athletes, the really star athletes, they learn and grow from those experiences. They adjust their training, their technique, their equipment. They talk with their coach and they get videotapes so that their biomechanics is improved. And then the next time at the very early onset sign of something a little bit kind of fragile and uncomfortable, they know to back off because they've learned the lesson from that. And that's just on the physical level, but, but, in our class, in our super wellness classes, we also guide people to learn about when you speak your truth, your body feels a certain way. When you speak a lie, your body feels a certain way. Your body is like a lie detector test. When something feels deeply in your integrity, speaking your truth, even if it's a little bit nerve wracking to go against the grain, has a feeling of integrity and alignment and a deep kind of comfort that you feel within yourself. When you, when you speak what is popular, but not truthful for you, you have a tension within your body. And if you learn to listen deeply to your body to those signs, it can guide you along life's journey to stay within your truth and integrity at every moment. And then we also guide people with these heart meditations to really drop deeply into your heart because I know that's a theme of your work is living from the heart. But what does that really mean? 
there's specific techniques, we can even call it a technology, of dropping our consciousness into our heart and allowing our hearts to show us through almost like a dreamscape mm. of what your heart and soul really wants. You know, for those big life decisions, like should I move to a new city? Should I change careers? In my book, I share a magical story of, um, we'll call it, manifesting but actually being gifted by the universe this wonderful new office space that i currently operate in it happened through a se sequence of ma magical synchronistic things that unfolded but mostly it was guided by a heart meditation where i dropped into my heart and it was just shown to me that this is the office space this is exactly the layout how to renovate it the whole architecture plan it was just like a picture flip book shown to me and so that involves being deeply in my body and deeply in my heart. And I bring this up because like you, I had a series of very challenging, traumatic things happen to me. And when I first discovered meditation, I struggled with meditation for a number of years until I found Qigong practice. And then in Qigong practice, Qigong is where you practice breath work, a conscious intention and working with the energy flows in your body and, um, usually some kind of posture or mudra or movement involved. And so I practiced Qigong as part of my Chinese medicine training. And there was this one moment in 2003 in which I was following a guided meditation and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I exploded and experienced myself as trillions of pieces of love and light. And I experienced myself as the entire cosmos. And it was so, there's nothing I had ever even imagined. Nothing on my earthly life could have prepared me for that experience of being completely one with all of creation. It was so beautiful, so blissful. It was just a huge, expansive soup of unconditional love. All I knew was that I was home. And that this is actually our natural state. This is how we're supposed to be. And, and in that state, it was like all questions were answered and there were no more questions. You know, it was just complete, utter contentment. And I don't know how much time elapsed, but eventually I heard from a far distance the teacher guiding the next phase of the meditation. I don't know how much of it I missed, but there's this thought that, oh yeah, there's the physical body. I should go back. And the idea of squeezing trillions of pieces of love and light the size <laughs> of the entire creation back into physical body was so crazy, so ridiculous that eventually I came back and it was just avalanches and avalanches and avalanches of tears came gushing down. And it was an indescribable gratitude for what, for having gone home and experience our natural state. And then an indescribable grief that our world is all backwards and upside down. Yeah. That our world is so completely out of touch with that truth. That I sobbed in this dichotomy of the hugest state of gratitude and the hugest state of grief at the same time. And after that, I used to go to meditation to escape the harshness of our physical world mm. because I started looking at the world 
with completely new eyes and questioning everything and realizing just how backwards and upside down this world has been, that there's a horrible misunderstanding that we've forgotten that that is our true natural state. This pure oneness and unconditional love, we forgot it. And, um, and I started questioning everything. And so a lot of the myths that I bust in super wellness is because then I went on a journey as a seeker, reading thousands of books, attending deep meditation retreats and traveling around the world, studying with many different teachers of all kinds of spirituality and personal growth systems and kind of seeing and really always using that state of being that I experienced that first we'll call it a mystical awakening experience that gave me a reference point for what is true and real and authentic and what feels aligned with that i would keep those anything that doesn't feel aligned with that i would say hey that's that doesn't work for me this is bs it is backwards it is it is not in harmony with the deepest inner truth that I have experienced. And gradually over the course of you know, a decade and a half, the pieces starting coming together. And I honestly threw away a lot of my trainings in my various graduate degrees in holistic medicine if it didn't feel in alignment with that truth. And my book, Super Wellness, is, is about hopefully I'm successful in sharing this experiential journey with others of finding that deeper inner alignment where our health and well-being is part of this picture of understanding life as an opportunity to learn and grow and become the best of ourselves and understanding that we're all one and understanding that if we all live from our hearts, from our most authentic place, in fact, that is the most powerful act of social activism we can do on this planet. We need more people like you, like your listeners, who give themselves permission to live fully from their heart, from their soul, from this truly authentic place, because our world needs a lot more examples like that. Absolutely, Dr. Edith. I, you know, it's just fascinating listening to to you sort of unfold this um, this experience for want of a, I mean, how do you, how do you put a label on that sort of, uh, that earth shattering experience um but i'm listening you know as i'm listening to that and i'm thinking and, and feeling well you know it's amazing how you get people in the world that okay let me flip this round the the whole essence of speaking from our hearts is around you know i i can't relay your story because it's obviously not my story uh in terms of your oh, sorry your experience because it's not my experience but where the commonality and where this movement is, and I think that's absolutely the right terminology from speaking from our hearts as a movement, is to raise this awareness, to raise the consciousness around, you know, in simplistic terms, because sometimes I, you know, I have to, you know, we start with very simple language about choices around love versus fear. And certainly some of the guys that, you know, and girls that I deal with, uh, Dr. Edith, uh, you know, they don't understand fluffy language. They don't, under, they understand very stark at the coalface, hard language. And and so when you paint a picture, um, you know, and I've come from that backyard, you know, at the coalface, 
But where I'm at with my life now through, you know, the, the, the awareness raising that I'm experiencing through people like yourself and having a, a myriad of colourful conversations with so many people across the globe around their take on life, their experiences. And it's like, OK, it's OK, let me take that back to the coalface, but I need to communicate it in a way that they understand. But in simple terms, it's and it is simple um, and I'll stand by this. It is a choice we have, no matter where we're at. And I look back on my own journey, and as I say, I've relived that um, and spoken to thousands of people subsequently. It's a choice between fear and love. And so by raising our awareness and filling our hearts, we do have a choice. Because it's in, it's, I believe it's absolutely who we naturally are. The rest of it is just a front. It's just it's learned behavior, it's habits, it's survival, it's conditioning, call it what you will, folks believe, here's a plaster, uh, here you go Dr. Edith, there's a plaster, there's a label, let me stick it on you, you are that, and you are this, and you are the other, and you know, until we actually get that awakening, to strip that plaster off, and say, well actually that label, no, you have it, you gave it me, it's yours, I don't want it, um, so I just love, I love listening to this, and being inspired by this kind, these insights, because it just adds further and further energy to this speaking from our hearts. And there's no apologies for keep saying those four words. You know, listeners, I, I propound that over and over and over again to go. And I love what you said also from that pain to purpose, because I've got a, a model which is based on three steps, well, four steps. And the first one is from pain to purpose, ironically, and then from purpose to prosperity and then from prosperity to philanthropy. Um, mm. So there's there's... You know, inadvertently, dare I say coincidentally, and there's no such thing as coincidence, as we know, but, you know, your language and some of the things that you say, and it's like, wow, I really do get this. And Well, you know, I want to point out that taking good care of our physical health, most people out there think that taking good care of your health is so that you can um, avoid disease mm. and fit into the skinny jeans and look good in a bikini you know, that's like the, the, the grand vision, mm. right? But it is so much more rich and beautiful than that when we take good care of our health because then your physical body become a vessel of truth for you. It's so much easier to drop into your heart and listen to your heart and speak from your heart if your physical body isn't filled with inflammation and toxins. So I want to invite the listeners to consider this piece. That it's not just about fitting into your skinny jeans and looking good in the summer bikini. That there is something much more rich and soulful and beautiful that is a gift that is waiting for you to discover when you take beautiful care of your health that allows you to listen deeper to your heart, to speak your truth, to live a life in alignment. It's not that it's not possible to speak from your heart and have good intuitive capacity for what is in your integrity, what is your right next move, what is your deeper soul purpose. It's just that it's way easier when your body's not filled with inflammation. Yeah. You know, so when your body is, you, it's very distracting to not have a, a clean physical body if you want to have better intuitive guidance, you know, better ability to listen to your heart's purpose, your soul's purpose. Um, I discovered this. So in my book, we guide people through this model. It's an acronym, H-E-A-L-T-H. And we probably don't have enough time to guide people through. I'll just give you the short version. H is about coming home to ourselves. 
recognizing that we have the power, we have the most important answers within ourselves, and recognizing that actually some of the most potent and powerful self-care and self-healing tools we already have access to. They are free and abundantly available, like breathing, like gratitude practice, right? Yeah. That's so free and so available. You could not make it more free and available. You know, so that's H for coming home. E is for optimizing your environment because they found that it's actually very difficult to change life lifestyle habits if you're in an environment of stress. So could you optimize by going out to get natural sunlight, spending more time in nature, sleeping in complete darkness, physical contact with nature, discover that that life could be so much more easy. Your nervous system, your energy systems can optimize so easily if you just optimize your environment first. These are what I call low-hanging fruits. Yeah. So H for coming home, E for environment. A is actually for three things, air, agua, and then my husband came up with this umph. This idea that, that we think that healthy eating is so important but they found that people could live for 30 days, 40 days without eating food. I don't want the listeners to test this out for themselves, but versus agua, water, mm. we, you know, you could get in trouble if you don't drink water for three or four days, right? Yeah. So is it possible agua is 10 times as important as food? And what about air? How long could you live without breathing air? A few minutes? So is it possible that air is a thousand, two thousand times as important as agua, which is already 10 times as important as food? So I always say, get your A's in order. Air first, agua second, umph, yeah. umph. food is third. You know, whenever you feel tired, cranky, or, or irritable, or, you know, stressed out, breathe first, drink some water, and then consider to eat something. So that is the third letter a is for air agua umph. l is for lightening up there's so many distractions right we're eating junky foods everybody knows that we should stop eating junky foods but what about junky media junky movies mm. junky conversations absolutely yeah. right what if we get rid of all that junk and lighten yeah. it all up so in that module we explore a digital media detox we explore mindful eating, like not just what we eat, but how we eat. eat slowing down and it's a natural side effect. We naturally eat less. We have more mindfulness. So we naturally eat the foods that are more harmonious with our being just by listening more deeply with ourselves. So there's a lot more to that. But uh, at a high level, L stands for lightening up on all levels. And then this is why I wanted to bring this up after we've done the H E A L in the L module in my, if you take my class, we actually do a juice cleanse as part of that week too. After the cleanse, our sense of smell, our sense of taste, our intuitive capacity, our sensitivities are all heightened because we all use food to dull our senses. Sometimes if life is too overwhelming, we use foods to mask, those let's let's be honest right we all do that from time to time so when we eat lighter we feel more and that's actually can be tricky but it's also a superpower because then t and h t stands for listening to our thoughts and finding our inner truth when we do that h-e-a-l work then that t work of mind mastery 
working with our thoughts, working with our minds, going deeply within ourselves to find our inner truth is so much easier, so much more rewarding because your vessel of your physical body has been cleaned up. The field of information, you surround yourself with the kinds of conversation, the kinds of media (laughs) that you engage in has been cleaned up. So there's enough stillness and silence to do that really deep inner work that everybody knows is the really important work. But it's such a struggle if you are bombarded with information and and junk food and junk lighting and junky bad quality water and not enough sleep and no sunshine. You know, it's it's your your system is too overwhelmed to do that important inner work. And then finally, after having done H E A L T, the last step you're gonna love, Paul, is living from our hearts. Wow. That all of this ultimately is in service of our ability to live deeply and truthfully from our hearts. That everybody loves the sound of that. We all know on a deep level that that's the truth of why we're here on planet Earth. But we've made it unnecessarily difficult because we haven't gone through all those necessary steps to make it our natural state of being. So the side effect of all this stuff that we've talked about is that we become open-hearted human beings, that we bring great energy into every situation of our life, that we know that we have the ability to listen deeply to our intuitive guidance and to speak authentically and live authentically from our inner truth. And that's called living from the heart. And that's the new kind of human that we are seeing being birthed on the planet right now. So we always say super wellness is wellness is wellness training for the new human. And I'm so excited that this is this kind of conversation when I started talking about it back in 2011 and 12 was kind of like new agey and woo woo. But now it is more commonplace that we realize that the old world, really the old paradigms really need to be shattered now. And that this is, this is just called being a human being, an authentic and truthful human being living from the heart. This is our natural state. Wow. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what's been interesting about, well, more than interesting, interesting doesn't even scratch the surface. I mean, I've done some, as I say, I've done some preparation. I've got some questions. We haven't done the questions. We've been engrossed in this this myriad of information. And, and I absolutely share what you you speak. I, I love it because, you know, I, I, you know, I think I've already flirted with the um, the idea, um, Dr. Edith, that I haven't had some of these experiences, but in a different way, I've had other experiences, but that's kind of irrelevant. The The commonality in this is we're clearly going in the same direction. Maybe, yeah. you know, we may be coming one, one from the left, one from the right, but that's irrelevant. And, and that's our path. That's our different in individual paths, isn't it? But we're going yes. that way together. And that's what... I, I believe that that conscious energy will will change things massively for the better. So um, what I'd like to do, Dr. Edith, is actually invite you back because we're out of time now. Um, such has been the energy and, and the insights. And, and, and I say that lightly because I can't I can't capture that essence. But, you know, that that's been absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much. Um, but I would like to invite you back because I've got a, a thousand more questions and it might take another two or three conversations if you're okay with that. 
I would be so honored to continue this conversation with you, Paul. You're you're an amazing human being, and just I, I'm so moved to hear your that little fragment of your story. I know you can see in your eyes there's so much depth and wisdom there that you earned really the hard way. And um, I know all the listeners out there are so inspired just to by your example. You know, so thank, thank you, you for being who you are. I'd be so honored to keep chatting with you. Thank you. So what we'll do then, Dr. Edith, we'll draw this particular uh, conversation to a close. Just a very quick one um, in terms of how uh, listeners can reach out to you, contact you, find out more about you, about your work, certainly find out about your book. Um, so have you got a, a reference point, a contact point where listeners can reach out to you? Yeah, the book is called Super Wellness, Become Your Own Best Healer. So we just kind of touch on the tip of the iceberg. You know, I'm a big fan of books that small books with a lot of good juiciness in it. And my book is um, there's not a single page where it'll waste your time. So I know that we're all busy people. And I promise you, if you do choose to read the book, that I I think you'll find a lot of really valuable information really packed in there. The book also comes with the free video bonuses where I guide you through some very simple Qigong-inspired practices, simple discussions, where it's a live recording of one of our classes where this rich and soulful discussion about what this health really means to you. And um, some of these things that we've touched on today, there's highlight videos that guide you through that journey of H-E-A-L-T-H that I'd love for you to also experience and benefit from. So Super Wellness is the name of the book. You can find it on Amazon. Super Wellness, Become Your Own Best Healer. It features a foreword by my good friend Wim Hof that some people might have heard of. He's a 26 times Guinness World Record holder, and he's a huge inspiration to me about this new way of being a human, you know, a new self-empowered state of being that I think we could use many more examples of on this planet. I also have a podcast. It's called The Dr. E Show, where we explore the frontiers of our human possibilities. And I feature a lot of really awesome conversations like this one of um, exploring what is the new normal? What is the future of humanity look like? How can we live more fully from our hearts? So the frontiers of science and medicine, quantum physics, conscious living, all these kind of like interdisciplinary conversations woven together as we explore the next level of our human possibilities together. So you can look up, I think the easiest way for that is to go to the dreshow.com, which will link you to all the platforms that YouTube and iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and so on. Um, Super Wellness, the book also has its own website, which is superwellness.com. It has tons of great free content. And if you're interested, you can sign up for a 30-day Super Wellness Challenge where I guide you through five to 10 minutes a day of self-care practices to kickstart your day. And our participants are telling us routinely that they feel 20, 30% or more energy every single day on a consistent basis. Not the kind of energy like drinking coffee and sugar, but a consistent, stable kind of energy on a permanent basis. So if that interests you, check out superwellness.com. Wow, thank you. Dr. Edith, it's been an immense pleasure. I don't really know what to say because, um, as I said, well, I said it at the top, your energy just, you know, obviously we're recording, your energy alone is is, is massive testament to, to, you know, the the credibility um and I, and I don't wish to challenge that in any way because you know i always think that you know there's a lot of people out there that put a lot of stuff out there but i always look for the cues 
of what you know there's an overused word uh, i i believe in today's society called authenticity you know is this real but just your energy your old vibrancy and your your passion for what you believe in and i think when you amalgamate that from a personal point of view to what i've actually experienced i mean i just can't wait to read the book so thank you very much indeed it's really appreciated yeah thank you very much paul and i want to thank all the listeners for for who you guys are, because if you're dialed into this conversation, I know that you're a really special human being, a kind of pioneer and a visionary in your community, or else you wouldn't even be interested in this level of conversation. So I know that each and every one of you listening are leaders and visionaries in your community. I want to thank you so much from my heart for all that you do for our planet. Superb. And there, there we have it, listeners. And there's not really anything I can add to what Dr. Edith has just very powerfully but eloquently summed up. So uh, I think we'll leave it there. And I think there's a lot to, uh, to cogitate. And uh, until the next time, um, be safe and keep loving. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success. <laughs>